Welcome to another episode of Together Far Apart. This season focuses on island voices, people in island nations finding creative solutions to global challenges. I'm Fiona Winterburn, the producer of this episode, and I live in the beautiful country of Seychelles. As a country with such a large expanse of sea, the climate and future sustainability is something very close to the heart of the nation. But Seychellois people aren't just the only ones who care about the climate. In fact, one of the most famous climate warriors isn't even human. It's a tortoise, a giant Aldabra tortoise to be specific. And in this episode, we're looking at the remarkable life of this friendly giant and hearing just how impactful they have been in helping push the country towards a greener, brighter and more sustainable future. These tortoises have been around forever, but rather than me tell the story, I'm going to hand it over to my friend Esmeralda. He is a very old and wise tortoise, and he's going to tell you the story of the great Aldabra tortoise of Seychelles. Watch out for his sense of humour. He might be slow, but he's wit. It's quick. Hello, my name is Esmeralda. Yeah, I'm a guy tortoise with a girl's name. This is thanks to Liel Watson, a famous botanist who was visiting my island many years ago. We became friends and gave me a nice name he thought suited me. I'm okay with it. At my age, we don't sweat that small stuff. I live on Bird Island, a small island in the middle of the Indian Ocean, about 100 kilometers away from the Seychelles capital. Bird Island is about the length of an international airport runway with a nature reserve and handful of exclusive holiday villas. Now I mention my age. I'm not exactly sure how old I am, but probably I'm around 170 years old and one of the oldest living tortoises in the world. The giant Aldabra tortoise are one of the biggest tortoise species in the world. And although I may seem old in your eyes, my kind have been around for a very, very, very long time. Tortoises have roamed the earth since the time of dinosaurs. No, 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 no. That doesn't mean you can call me a dinosaur. Mm, Trying to pull a quick joke on an old tortoise? How dare you? We survived the Ice Age and took refuge on isolated islands like the Galapagos in the Pacific and around the Indian Ocean. I know what you're thinking. With our heavy bodies, hard shells and slower pace, how did we land up across the globe? Richard Baxter is the director of the Indian Ocean Tortoise Alliance, an organization supporting the conservation of the giant tortoise across the western Indian Ocean. He explained how tortoises like me move around the globe to land up where we are today. So during the 13th and 14th century, uh, as modern day boats were able to travel further around the world and lots of people were traveling and exploring new lands, giant tortoises became a very convenient food source. They can live a long time without food and water. So you'd be able to go to any of the continents and a lot of the islands where you could pick up giant tortoises, put them on your boat, and you'll have a store of food that stays relatively fresh for many months. So while you're at sea, um, you'd be able to eat the tortoises as you're traveling around. This is primarily what 
led to most of uh, the extinctions of these giant tortoises. The last one we knew of in Mauritius, for example, I think the last tortoise left was in 1870 before it was consumed. But luckily, there are some very remote islands in the world, that is the Seychelles Islands and also Galapagos Islands, where giant tortoises survived. At the same time, sailors decided they didn't like tortoise anymore and they preferred goat. And so giant tortoises were less popular to be taken out on boats. I think it's terrible that humans use this as food. Thank goodness that has stopped. The famous Seychelles Atoll of Aldabra is a UNESCO World Heritage Site and a key location for the conservation of the Aldabra giant tortoise. On this atoll lives over 100,000 giant tortoises, the most concentrated colony of tortoise in the world. It can get pretty rowdy. There's no party quite like a tortoise party. The island is uninhabited by humans, except for a handful of scientists who came to study the island and its environment and the effect of climate change. We are incredibly tough animals, able to survive and thrive in most environments. I once applied to be on the game show Survivor, but I never got a call back. Hmm. We don't require many nutrients from food and our metabolism is so slow that we gain little from food, but our loss is the environment's gain. We make excellent farmers. As we graze and move around our dung, which contains seeds and nutrients, goes directly into the ground where they can develop on their own. Here's my friend Richard again to explain more. So one, one surprising thing people might not know about the giant tortoises is that they, they can actually move and do move quite long distances. Uh, this is typically to try and find either some vegetation that's still fresh during the dry season uh, or they'll move to particular areas where they can find mates or decent nesting grounds for the females. So they can actually move considerable distances as we also see on Galapagos. But on Aldabra, uh, we have tortoises moving seven to eight kilometers in a straight line um, from one area to the other and then back again. And they do this repeatedly year on year. So they have an ability to navigate through the atoll. Although when you walk it, you'd struggle to see what they're looking at and how they can navigate through this landscape. They keep moving around, even if some of them just move in small spaces. But that movement turns over the topsoil. Their dung is full of nutrients, so that decomposes and goes into the soil, even becomes soil. Their gut system is non-destructive, so any seed that goes through there will actually come out cleaner than it went in, and it's ready to germinate. So they're, that's, that's how they're just so amazing at keeping an ecosystem or a landscape in check, especially when you have them in large numbers. By moving around as well, they can spread the seeds vast distances from trees that otherwise would not be able to do that. So they're fundamental in how the landscape looks as well. Some tree species cannot disperse particularly well, and so giant tortoises are able to eat very large fruit and then move them considerable distances where those trees can grow. We've been described as mini elephants as we make our way across our land. And the work we do is rewilding the environment is the keystone to most of the island ecosystem, as Richard explains. So island ecosystems can be very susceptible to any dramatic changes. Taking an animal off or putting an animal on, certain plant species can be very destructive to islands. So giant tortoises, if you remove them from an island, the whole system basically starts falling down. So without the, the, the giant tortoises grazing and keeping all the grass short, 
and also keeping the understory exposed and clear. The other animals will also start to suffer as they are the keystone of most of these island ecosystems in Seychelles. So that's one reason to protect them. The other is we have climate change. We have an era of climate change and this poses a lot of threats to giant tortoises. For starters, there's the higher temperatures. So they have a, they have a tolerance for temperature, but anything over 32 degrees for a long period of time is very, very detrimental to a giant tortoise and potentially they could die if they overheat. Secondly, we've got, uh, with the climate change, we've got the rising sea levels. As Aldabra is very, very low, lying, the sea could overwhelm the atoll and the giant tortoises will end up floating away. So it's imperative that we try to protect them as much as possible. And also drought, as we go into hotter temperatures, drought um, will feature in, in the sense that the food availability won't be so abundant and therefore the population could start to crash. It's worrying that there's so many risks to our island and my fellow tortoise from climate change. Although the population is currently thriving on Aldabra, the fact that the whole atoll rises only meters above sea level means it's a risk of disappearing in the future, mainly due to the effect of climate change. It makes me so sad to think that this beautiful atoll's very existence is at risk because of what humans are doing to the planet. We caught up with Dr. Jane Motimer. She's currently traveling, but always has time to talk to me. Here in Seychelles, she also known as Madame Torchi for her work with the turtles and tortoise. You may remember we spoke to her in episode one of the Together Far Part series about her work with seagrass. What a legend. Anyways, back to the Aldabra. Dr. Mortimer thinks that the plans put in place now will ensure the future of tortoise. But what about the islands? Are they still at risk? I mean, I'm not worried that the tortoise is going to go extinct because there's so many breeding populations now around Seychelles and around the world, really. I don't think that's a danger. But I think all the all the outer islands in Seychelles are very vulnerable to going under, basically, at some point. It won't be immediately, but it won't be that long if things keep going like it's going. Dr. Motime is very positive about the future of the tortoises. And with the introduction of tortoises to the other islands, things are looking up. Yes, definitely. The tortoises have gotten a lot of attention now. You know, it's wonderful that Aldabra is still there with uh, very natural populations of tortoises that are doing what tortoises are supposed to do. We've also introduced tortoises to other outer islands, and those populations in most places are, are doing very well, especially in the southern islands. Those are islands that did have tortoises before people wiped them out. And so now they'll be able to fit into a natural system and do their tortoise thing. Very positive. Oh, Yeah. Who doesn't love the idea of doing the tortoise things? Another group helping ensure the survival of wildlife in Seychelles is a government department, SPGA, Seychelles Park and Garden Authority. They were set up to ensure that wildlife, both on land and sea, do not come under threat. Here is Natalie Gifoen, research scientist, to explain how Seychelles Park and Garden Authority, SPGA, is integrating conservation with tourism. SPGA was the first 
government authority that had the role of protecting the special key biodiversity um, areas. For example, we have Mount Sishewa, we have Prale National Park, we have Kiyes, we have Sedan, we have Seward. These are very important sites for us. We need to protect it. And they made the specific authority to protect all that areas, in terrestrial and, and marine, because we revolve around that as a small island state. We depend on tourists, and you know it's very important that we keep that, yeah. They moved a lot of turtles from Aldebar to Kiyas. On Kiyas, there's a different kind of, of, of vibe to it. But for us, because we are more conservation, it's, it's tourists too, but it was moved to on Kiyas because of the issue of what happens if Aldebar disappears. Yeah. So it's kind of the third biggest population in Seychelles. So it's more conservation than anything else. But then the tourists comes in and we have the educational uh, aspect of it also. And, you know, people get to interact and understand. Um, Obviously, we're missing a lot of a bit of components in regards to education, Mm. stuff like that. But we're still working on it. As a giant tortoise, we don't have many natural predators. We are most at risk as eggs when newly hatched. Rats, birds, and cats are known to pick up young vulnerable tortoises, but as we grow, our hard shells protect us. Our biggest threat has been humans. Here in Seychelles, for many years, we were not protected or understood. In fact, we have always been valuable, but often mistreated, used as food and gifts. But luckily, there are people around who do look out for us, and one such person is Uncle Pierre. Not sure whose uncle he is, but that's what we call him. He is Chechelois through and through, and has lived on the islands all his life. He is known for the many, many years he has raised and nurtured the tortoise population. He recalls one old tradition, which thankfully is all but disappeared. It was a custom to baptize all the slaves make them Christian, and they have children. If a man, young, love a a lovely woman, a young lady, and when they have their child, the godfather and godmother, both of them, will give a present to little tortoise for that little baby boy or baby girl. Of course, she's a baby, she can go and feed them. The father and mother will feed them. But when she starts working, she will also go to a tortoise at a small park. It's an adjournment for for him or her. So she would feed the tortoise. But for many years, she's 18, 19, or 23. But the day he or she gets married, they will kill those two tortoise for the big festin with wine and champagne. So they kill it to make stew or grill or roast big pieces or what they want to do. It's, it was a tradition in Seychellois culture, which has been disappeared. Thankfully, these practices have all but disappeared and now people are working to protect us. Not just the tortoises in the wild, but also they are working to educate locals and tourists on how to care and nature us tortoises. Many people in Seychelles still keep the giant tortoise as pet in their gardens, sometimes in the wrong condition as many people thinking these slow-moving animals don't need much space, but in fact, A giant tortoise can grow to be huge. The biggest one recorded was the size of a mini car. So we need a large environment to live happily. As children become more aware of environmental and climate issues, 
there are groups now springing up across Seychelles where children can meet up and learn more about the wildlife of Seychelles, including species like me. We caught up with the Seychelles Wildlife Club and asked them what they thought about us funny old creatures. A tortoise is slow. It carries its home on its back and it lives in the water and some live on land. Of course we slow. We're carrying our house on our back. This is a big animal that uh, lays egg and uh, it's an animal that is uh, endemic. Endemic? Huh. Had to look that one up. People from all around the world comes to one country where they know there's a specific one to just look at it because most likely people adore natural beauty like in the environment. Hey, we love being adored. The majestic animal that has been living on Earth for millions of years and tourists from all over the world come to see it because it is very beautiful. Beautiful, you say? Thanks. We are famous for our giant tortoises to keep them safe, don't destroy the environment, keep it clean so tortoises have shelter even though they carry their home on their backs. It's very important because uh, past few years we are getting a lot of money from tourism that tourists come to church just to look at the tortoises. You're welcome. Happy to be a tourism ambassador. Great that at their young age they understand how important our tortoises are not only to nature but to Seychelles tourism too. And they have also got some good ideas on what we should be doing to help save the planet. We should use less plastics and use less chemicals, use more natural resources like rainwater to wash the cars and to water the plants. Yes, because when we use plastics, people throw it on the beach, then the water comes in and it takes it to the water, then the fish eat it and it kills them. Hi, it's Fiona again, and I really hope you've enjoyed listening to Esmeralda's story. Now, one of my favourite things about Seychelles, apart from the beautiful landscape, is the giant tortoise. To see these magnificent creatures up close was amazing. They really are huge. Thankfully, as you've heard in this podcast, Seychelles is working hard to ensure that the tortoise population thrives and that it's not only locals, but tourists that pay a part in their future. There are now several islands where the tortoise population run free. <laughs> well, walk free. And tourists can walk amongst them. You can feed them leaves, you can give them a scratch under the chin. Hey, you can even take a selfie. Oh my goodness, I have some amazing photos. This is a great boost for tourism in Seychelles and it's always on my tour guide list. Whenever I have friends or family visiting, we always make sure that we go see the giant tortoise. It's such a privilege to see the giant tortoise firsthand. There's something very majestic about them. And just the fact that they've been around and on this planet for so long, it just takes your breath away. Anyways, I will hand you back to Esmeralda for a final word. So I hope I have been able to give you a small look into my world as a giant tortoise. Although we may take life easy, we have found a way to be self-sufficient ensure our environment thrives and have continued to survive for many centuries. The biggest threat to our existence now, like so many creatures, is made by listeners like you. Yes, you! Humans creating climate change, rising sea levels and temperatures. But on the other hand, now that we are better understood, humans are doing everything they can to ensure the giant Aldabra tortoise 
around for many, many years to come. And for me, I hope to be around for at least another 50 years. I'm still in my prime. Heck, I'm basically a teenager. Who do you think is throwing all the parties down at the atoll? So next time you happen to bump into a giant tortoise, slow down, say hi, and we vent like a scratch on the head or a neck rub. Thanks for listening to Together Far Apart. I can't wait to see you one day in Seychelles. And don't forget the head scratches. So long for now, or as we say here, au revoir.